Hello, and welcome to Living Fit with your hosts, James and Karen Roberts, personal trainers, life coaches, and motivational speakers. This program promotes good health through nutrition and physical activity. If you are interested in starting a personal fitness training program, please contact either Karen Roberts at 336-202-2313 or James Roberts at 336-707-7719. You can also contact them at Facebook at livingfit.com.co. Please consult your medical doctor before starting any exercise program or nutritional plan. And now, here's James and Karen. Good morning, everyone. What a pleasure it is to be here to speak with you about your health and fitness. Karen's going to give her a fit tip, and we'll be right back. Hi, thank you so much for joining me for this week's fit tip. So today, I want to talk to you about springing back into exercising. But first, let's go to Isaiah 40 and 29. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. So I want to talk to you about stepping back into your exercise program after a long, lazy winter due to COVID or um, the weather or for whatever reason you took a break. So um, if you work out regularly and then let's say you take a break or a vacation of some type, then you know better than anyone. On the first day back to the gym, the last thing you feel is strong and powerful. So after a long, lazy winter, the key to resuming exercising or starting a new program is to start off slow. Spring is here, and I know that you're aching to get outside and taste some of that springtime weather by jogging a few miles or teeing off um, a round of golf or playing softball or tennis or whatever your sport is. But before you do, experts say you need to prepare your body for your specific sport or exercise, especially if you use the cold weather as an excuse to become a couch potato. But recognize that our bodies adapt to our environment. So if we've been sitting around for you know month after month, um, it's not really a good idea to run 10 miles on the first day after a sedentary winter lifestyle. Um, Brian Kreitz, MD, head team doctor for uh, more than um, 650 varsity athletes at the University of Maryland, He's also the associate team doctor for the Baltimore Ravens and a contributor to WebMD says, no, the uh, no pain, no gain mentality does not work. You have to take it slow. And so regardless of how nice it is outside, taking it slow means starting from scratch. If you've been um, inactive for a while, it may be a good idea to see a doctor before you start any exercise program. You also want to make sure you tell your doctor that you'll be increasing your activity level so that they can keep that in mind as they examine you. Now, after your doctor signs off on your health, start with a slow exercise program, an easy walking regimen and stretching routine, and this will help prepare you um, for most of your sports, um, a casual sport like walking or jogging or 
even some light tennis. Um, if you've been sedentary for some time, you want to definitely start with stretching without bouncing. And then walk maybe um, 10 minutes a day. And as you feel comfortable, gradually increase it to, um, you know, 15 to 20 minutes a day until you get up to about an hour. And this type of start will give your body time to get acclimated to moving more, building endurance, flexibility, and conditioning. And you will be better prepared to fully engage in almost any sport you choose. The best part of all of this is the, um, this translates into less injuries, better and possibly faster recovery times. So thank you for tuning in to this week's Fit Tip. I pray that it's been a blessing to you. And please pass it on to your family and friends. And don't forget to tune in to Living Fit with James and Karen Roberts today and every Tuesday at 11 a.m. on 100.7 FM, The Joy. Hello again. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you've had a good week. You've been doing some things that uh, helping you to improve your health and your fitness level. You're eating better. You're understanding that uh, that if you put good fuel in, you'll feel more energetic. You'll sleep better. And if you exercise along with that, then you'll be able to move better. And if you meditate on God's Word, you'll be able to have a relationship with God and that it's pleasing. And you'll be able to witness to others uh, because they'll ask you questions about what you're doing. And you can be a light and you won't be hiding that light under a bushel. So it's great to be here to uh, encourage you as much as we can to do some healthier things in your life. You know, exercise is a great way to connect with your spouse and your kids, too. And uh, you can go out maybe on a Saturday run or even a evening family bike ride or something like that. Everyone will be in a better mood with uh, their endorphins, and you'll feel and have a great conversation with the kids. I remember at times, you know, when... Uh, my kids were a little uh, younger, not little, but younger. You know, those times that we spent out playing basketball or, or going to the park and pushing them on the swing or walking around the park, those things, you know, those are memories that the kids really enjoy and that they can uh, look back on it's not really the, the toys or the games or whatever that we buy them. It's the time spent together. And those, those are the things that actually help with our brains and our, our hearts and, and relieve stress, knowing that we had a good day and that our children and us and spouses had a good conversation and relationship. I... I know just to talk about exercising being a great way to connect with people, but it also uh, helps you maybe come out of your introverted self. You know, I'm, I'm an introvert. A lot of people don't believe it, but I am. I'm a person who has a hard time speaking with others. Um, 
because, but I guess there's things that God's laid on my heart that I have to uh, connect with people, and and it's traumatizing at times, but uh, for me to open up to people because they think that, you know, I am a person who speaks out, but, and I only have conversation when it's necessary or when I feel like it's really not about me, us about helping somebody else. And that's the reason why we, we try to do these, uh, uh, health and fitness talks because we do know that if you get healthier, you know, you'll be able to live a longer, healthier life. You're going to feel better and you'll be able to do more of God's work if you feel like going out doing things and and you don't have to worry about uh, what your blood pressure is, what your cholesterol is, and not be afraid to go to your physician to get a checkup because you know that you've eaten badly. And, you know, everybody tells me that they know, I know I ate something wrong, but, but you know, uh, I'm going to wait till next week. And like I said, we don't really know how long we have. You know, we could do things wrong one day and end up in the hospital. So our whole thing here is to try to get you to have a, a good relationship with food and fitness and to make it part of your uh, day and to get you off those sofas and involved in your families, quit splitting up at the end of the day, sending your children one way and you go another way. You've been all day away from your family and your spouse. It's not a good time to, to, to separate. We should be coming together and having some fellowship and instructing our kids on what is right and what is wrong. And ha- they'll have a better opinion about what you believe and why you believe it. And they'll know more about what really moves you and why you say what you say. You know, it's, it's such a blessing when, uh, you know, my kids come around and we get to laugh and joke about the past. Uh, you know, I used to coach wrestling and they would would laugh at some of the things that uh, I would, would say or do. Uh, they they knew me, so when I was coaching other kids, they would uh, remind the other kids that, you know, Dad doesn't like for you to do that, and they know that I don't raise my voice, so they would uh, tell them, well, he's going to make us do push-ups, and he's going to make us run, or, but really I couldn't make them do anything because everybody in that room had a choice to either stay or leave. But they had a decision to make. They had a decision. If they wanted to wrestle, they had to learn some discipline. They had to be able to control what they were doing so they could learn. And same thing goes with with everything else in life. Exercise and, and eating right comes down to really, we've been talking about it, exercising, self-control. And so... But there's always some time that we should spend with our family, but there also should be some alone time. I know I just talked about exercising being great to do with other people, but if you are introverted type person like I am, you probably cherish some of your alone time too. 
as I train, like I said, I like training with people, but I also like training by myself. Uh, really, I get a lot of uh, my alone time with God in the morning. Uh, you know, I have my conversation uh, with God, and and actually, I uh, put on some uh, Bible. Uh, verses or a Bible teaching or uh, uh, some kind of uh, Bible reading so I can get the Word of God in me. And, and I think that's beneficial for us as believers to, you know, feed our spiritual man uh, as much as it is to try to feed our bodies. And most people... You know, when they're eating uh, at the dinner table, they're trying to feed one part. And when you're exercising, exercise is a great way to bond with God, especially some alone time, walking by yourself, sitting at a park bench, reading God's Word, meditating on God's Word. Those are great times to relieve stress and to... Uh, Think about things that has upset you or set you off that you can get a clearer understanding of what God uh, may want out of you. So exercise is a great way to do that, too. But, you know, whether you drop your kids off at the gym, daycare, or whatever, uh, while you're lifting weights or you just leave the house uh, for a while to walk or run or... Working out is a great way to process your thoughts and come home refreshed and anewed. You know, the world's uh, view of exercises is sometimes heartbreaking because a lot of people think that they're trying to uh, actually get a better picture for somebody else. You know, some people say, well, I'm going to a family reunion, or I'm going to a birthday party, I'm going to a wedding, I'm, you know, and they want to look good in their dress, or they want to look good for the reunion, or they want to look good for the beach. But really, exercise and fitness should be something that should have a purpose for life. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Exercising and health is, is, is good for your future and for your hope. If you exercise and eat right and, and do the things necessary for uh, good health, it, it gives you a, a, a upper hand. It gives you a, a, a motive. Uh, uh, we talked about motivation to to do things better when you think about what you eat and you know how much you exercise or it's just like we talked about planting flowers we plant the seed and we want to see a result so uh, we want the plant that we planted to come up and if you sow into your health you're going to see some benefits you're going to reap some benefits you know, uh, most of my clients 
after they've been with us for a month or two, go to the doctor and they come back and they say, well, I got a better report. My blood pressure's down. My cholesterol's down. They've lost some weight, you know, and the doctor says, well, what are you doing? Whatever you're doing, keep doing it, you know, but you're not doing it for the doctor. You're doing it for you. And uh, trying to get people across to people when we put them on the scale, the scale just tells them where they're at. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, sit there and say, well, I'm going to weigh you differently today. It tells you where you're at. And if you're overweight and you're having heart palpitations or you're having high blood pressure or you're having joint pains, it's a good bet that something you're doing is the problem. Uh, in First Peter 2.9, it says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellence of him who called you out of darkness into this marvelous light. You belong to God. And uh, if you say that you're a believer, we belong to God. And we have to know that we are chosen race. We are a priesthood. We're a holy nation. Of his own possession. We're God's people. We we need to proclaim the excellence of him. And uh, people look at us differently if we don't don't show them that we have some discipline and exercise some self-control. People look at us totally with an eye that, you know, they say they they love God. But do they love God or they love the dinner plate or they love, like I said, there's a way for us to, to serve God with exercise and physical fitness and, and eating right and, and speaking to people nicely. And, and there's a lot of ways we can do this that improves our relationships with family and friends. And like I said, those times that you are alone with your kids is a time for you to teach them that this we do this as a worship that like we talked about last time using your exercise as a means to show your worship towards God that you can control your appetite you can control where you put your time and your physical condition not so that like I said you can get into a pair of jeans or whatever it doesn't really matter about your size. Like I said, there's some people who are healthy who may not be fit, but there's some people who are fit who may not be healthy, and we talked about that too. But you want the combination of the two because you want to look good, you want to feel good, and you want to do God's work. And the main reason why you should be doing this is because it doesn't, and like I said, it doesn't make a difference you know, if you exercise and eat right every day, that doesn't mean you're going to live a long life. It means that you're doing the best you can with the body God gave you. And you're just showing good stewardship. You're showing that what God gave you, you're doing your best with. And like, you know, people talk about ugly and pretty, you know, and they, they, they advertise on TV They'll show a, a beautiful face woman, what we consider beautiful, 
But everybody doesn't consider the same things beautiful. You know what I'm saying? But if you feel like your health is being damaged by what you're doing, the only way to correct it is to change it. You know, you have to change what you're doing. And like I told you before, the size you are doesn't make, uh, make a difference whether you're going to heaven or hell. What's going to determine that is what you believe, your faith. <laughs> if you haven't decided to change your faith to give your life over to the Lord Jesus Christ, then that's going to determine where you end up. And you can exercise every day, and you can live to be 100 and 110. That's going to determine where you end up at the end whether or not you've given your life over. And it doesn't good, do any good to pretend because Jesus says that, you know, he's, he, you can say, I did all this work. Well, work is not what we're, we're, we're going to be able to do, but we should be working because we love God, not because uh, we're trying to impress other people. In Psalms 138.8, it said, The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. So I am God's workmanship. I, my body, the only body God gave me, the one he sent me here with, the one he let my mother uh, breastfeed me and get me nourished and and get me to a point that I could... uh, be able to serve his purpose and not my own. So uh, we have a purpose in life, but we need to know that, as Pastor Thomas says, if you don't know the purpose of a thing, then you'll abuse it. And your body is the only vessel you have that can actually take you everywhere. You can't, you can't, you don't get in a plane till you move this body. You don't get on a bicycle till you get this body moving. So moving and exercising is something we can do to actually show that we love God and we can spend some time, quality time with our children, showing them that the importance of exercise and eating right is something that will be uh, a blessing. And some people use uh, uh, this for misguided uh, reasons, and they they don't think about that uh, there's going to be temptations out there. I'm, I'm telling you that I don't, when I put a person on the scale, uh, I'm not doing it because I am going to think anything negative or positive about them, I'm trying to help them do what they said they would do. But I know that everybody's tempted. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, no, take, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. And uh, a lot of people think that, well, you know, I, I, I just couldn't control myself. Everybody has decisions to make. We all do. I do. You do. And I can't tell you that I'm 100% all the time because I can't tell you that, like I said, but... 
when I go to the store, the same addiction that had me when I was 12 years old is the same addiction that has me now. Food is an addiction. A lot of people don't believe that, but food is the worst addiction because it's not the one. The alcohol and the cigarettes, there's a few people who are suffering with those addictions, but we know a bunch of people who are suffering with food addiction. We see it every day. And we go to the hospital and we see that when this COVID thing hit, they talked about it. COVID, if you're obese, you have a worse time with any any disease. It's not just COVID. Uh, diabetics, cancer patients, uh, heart disease patients, arthritis patients, all these things can be alleviated or bettered by having a good, healthy diet. But see, if we know something's dangerous for us, 1 Peter 4.12, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. If you've been, you know, having something that's tempting to you and you know that it's dangerous for you, you can't be surprised when something happens. Uh, you know, I, 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 I want people to know that, you know, we love you, but if you, if you break down dietary laws uh, and you start eating things that are harmful to you, you can pray over it and you can say all the blessings over it. But like I said, you can't be surprised when you have a, a, a heart attack or a stroke if you've been eating things that are damaging. It doesn't make any difference about your size. People small and large have heart attacks. Stress, stress causes those things. If you don't, if you don't adhere to good uh, practices, whether you're large, small, muscular, it doesn't make any difference how you look. It has everything to do with what you're doing that is wrong. So there's going to be an outcome, and uh, we don't want a, a devastating outcome to come. So, you know, if you know that things are dangerous, the results is a brokenness that happens not only for you but for your family. You, you know, if I should, you know, have an obligation to my family, I need to have absolutely... Uh, awareness that if I do damaging things to myself, I might not be around for my children and my grandchildren. And I want to see them grow and I want to be able to play with them and have fun with them. And, and uh, although I have empathy, anyone caught up in the enemy's trap is, is not going to be able to uh, fight these terrible things that happen to us when we don't exercise and eat healthfully. Not like I said, not worrying about the size that we get, but worrying about what we put in our mouth is whether it's uh, nutritious or it's harmful. Remember, we talked about your health equals uh, uh, nutrients divided by calories. The more nutrients that I eat, the healthier I'll be. So if we eat healthfully and we teach our children to do that, then a lot of these diseases that cost us a lot of money 
to um, for us to pay in health care and hospital bills, they'll start going away. Well, that's about all my time. I hope that you're taking these things in the proper way and you're learning something that will help you make a better choice when it comes to food and family. Uh, hug your children, teach them to eat right so that they, you don't have to uh, uh, worry about them. You know, they've been talking about our, our generation of children will not outlive us and we don't want that. So teach your children to eat right. And when we come back next time, we'll continue this talk. I want to thank you so much for listening. If you would, go to our Facebook page. I'll be posting these broadcasts on Facebook, and you can uh, go to our podcast and listen. I would ask as you keep uh, listening, and if you have a question, please send it in. Keep living fit and doing what matters. God bless you. We love you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Living Fit. Please consult a physician or a fitness professional before beginning any activity if you are under their care. If you would like to contact James or Karen, you can do so through the website, Facebook at livingfit.com.co, or call. Until next time, keep living fit and do what matters. Thank you.